Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to our new show here, Between Two Senseis. Uh, I'm very excited to start this. Um, I just have this uh, chessboard up for this first part, but we actually have a bunch of topics prepared that we'll get into. Um, but if we have to discuss some chess stuff, we, we have this analysis board that we can uh, jump to uh, if we need. David, how are you doing today? Are you excited for this show? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm very excited. I've been wanting to do a uh, a talk show with you for a while, and uh, it takes a little more prep than just jumping on and starting to play blitz. So it took us, you know, two weeks to get around to it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, the title still, you know, work in progress. You might end up changing it. You never know. I like it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, you guys in chat, you know, feel free to participate. We'll be talking about, uh, we just picked some of the latest topics, things that have been on people's minds lately that we've certainly discussed on stream before. And yeah, maybe we'll give some some fresh, uh, fresh takes on it. Um, so with that, let's jump to the slideshow. Um, we're going to try and put up polls after each topic so you guys can say if we're, you know, if Coast is right or I'm right or we're both wrong or whatever you want as well as obviously you can argue in the chat the whole time non-stop that's right i think that'll make this show fun at the end of each topic we'll put up a poll and you guys can can vote whether you agree with me or with uh with uh someone else (laughs) david (laughs) (laughs) whatever david said um and hey we got austin in the chat what's up austin i'm just messing around with my layout here it's giving me a lot of trouble. Okay. Well, while he's fighting with that, I will just plug upcoming shows. Um, guys, this show should last an hour. Um, then I have to run into another show called uh, Beat the Squirrel. Uh, it's a kids show. So if any of you are kids or have kids, um, that'll be on chess.com TV right after this. And then uh, this afternoon, 530... Wait, are you David, are you streaming that to this channel or to no, Chess no, Kid? No. So if, if you're in hot conversation with everybody on here, um, you guys can keep going and I'll just pop off. The crowd can replace me and argue <laughs> with you. And uh, you guys can, can do it as long as you like here on this channel, take your time. But whenever you're done, if anybody has a kid or is a kid, you can pop over to chess.com TV and I'll be doing a kid's show there. And then um, you know that'll go till three and then two hours and 15 minutes after that, around 5.15, 5.30, we'll have another show on this channel, the Chess Dojo channel where we will be looking into the preparation of the U.S. Olympiad team. Um, seeing Sam and Jeffrey play a training match, which they really would have played with or without it being on screen. It's not just a gimmick. It's something they would have done anyway, but they're doing it on screen for everybody to watch. So you can see them play, then you can hear them talk afterwards. Um, and that they're doing so that it can be a fundraiser for the U.S. Olympiad team, which is not receiving its normal funding from the U.S. Chess Federation. Oh, that's cool. So are they going to join the stream afterwards? Yes. Oh, awesome. And you're doing yeah. that with, with Danya, right? I'm doing that with Daniel Naraditsky. Danya's going to come in and be our guest commentator along with me. And um, you can play in the Chess Kid event if you're 15, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll com- I'll commentate with Danya. We'll ask them some interview questions. And we'll also ask them to do a postmortem of one of their games like together at the insane pace at which they would actually do it. 
we, including me, will understand nothing of what's going on. Daniel probably will be like, oh, cool, oh, cool. Um, and the rest of us will just be like, what? And it'll just be a fun little thing to see. Oh man, that's that's very exciting. Wow. Yeah, you don't want to miss that postmortem. You might be able to catch some things, Kostya. Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna try to watch as much as I can. Uh, I might be doing some some lessons, but I'm definitely gonna hey, watch lessons. the whole thing. <laughs> uh, hey, Chess is now hosting us. Thanks, Chess. Oh, super. Uh, new up and coming streamer, Chess. If you guys haven't yeah. checked it out, Twitch.tv. How did they get that URL? That's what I want to know. I don't How know. <laughs> No idea. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's coming up in a couple hours, guys. That's starting basically in just under five hours, where, wherever you are in the world. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to the first uh, question here, uh, which was uh, David's topic. And it reads, when over-the-board tournaments resume, will there, there be increased or decreased attendance? Um, and yeah, Foos just asked a pretty pertinent question. How far in the future is the question asking about? Well, I, I guess that's just up to interpretation. Um, yeah. Do you want me to go, go first, David? Our questions would be really long if we answered like every parameter about them. So yeah, um, sure, go ahead, Kostya, what do you think? What okay, you think? I, I think, I guess I'm just gonna give the most, most basic answer for the near short-term future, like I would say the rest of this year. Um, it's going to be horrible. Like, no one's going to want to go. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I think if people do want to go, well, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how much I want to talk about COVID right now. I think it's a very scary time, and we should probably be careful. So I feel like if you have reason to be careful, you probably should be. Um, that said, eventually, when over-the-board tournaments resume and people have confidence that they can go out and, and be safe and healthy, uh, then I imagine we'll get... Uh, increased attendance because of the the kind of incoming boom and flux of players like there are tons of people in the discord that have like never played an OTB tournament but we're kind of thinking about it before the pandemic and now like are really like chomping to to play yeah yeah i was thinking that it was an interesting question because well i think everybody here is aware that there's somewhat of a boom right there's more people playing chess online now than there were like four months ago but the question is you know are those people going to translate to OTB players or is it going to be a situation where people who used to play OTB have been forced to play online and they're like, you know what? We can organize all these cool tournaments online. I don't need to drop like a thousand dollars to like go to the world open. Um, and you know, will they just stay online? That was kind of why I thought it could go either way. Um, but I'm actually with you, Kostya. I think it's going to actually lead to a big increase in attendance. I don't think OTB needs to be afraid that online is going to steal um, their players. I think it's generally a mutually supporting thing. Like when people are able to play online, it increases their interest and causes them to play over the board more. And I think also there will be the factor which applies to all activity, which is if you haven't been out and done anything for um, you know a long time, people are going to want to get out there and do what they've been missing. You know, so like the appeal of playing in an OTB tournament is going to be even greater for people who've been missing it for months or maybe a year or two before we get there. Okay, so then what do we actually disagree on? I don't think we disagree on this one, so we can just ask them if we're right or wrong, <laughs> and move on to a topic where we do disagree, maybe. Okay, sounds good. All right, new poll. <laughs> Uh, question. Agree. No, 
how should the question be phrased? Are the senseis... Do you agree with the senseis? Yes. No. Alright, duration is going to be two minutes. So our take is no for the short term, but yes for the long term. It's an interesting thing that, yeah, we can kind of run all these events online now that we've been forced to. Um, a big threshold that I'm not sure we'll ever cross is, of course, if um, online tournaments will affect our uh, classical ratings. I think mm -hmm. they probably wouldn't because I think most people see that as different, like over the board play versus online play. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, even past that would be like norms. Like, could you ever award a norm in an online tournament? Which I think a lot of people would be very suspicious about. Right. Can you award huge prizes? Can you award norms? Can you award titles? Um, you know, everything goes up from, you know, along with ratings. There's all these other things that can be on the line that we'll get into perhaps later with another topic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without a fix for the cheating thing, which I'm definitely going to talk about, it would be really hard to uh, have a lot of confidence. All right. Um, let's see. Poll is ongoing. Do I want to look at the results before they're... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. Oh, wow, we're doing well. Doing good so far. All right. We got the first question right. I guess it wasn't a hard enough question. We'll, we'll work on the question game for our next show. Um, let's go on to the second topic, and I'll, I'll, I'll take a turn reading this one. Let's do it. When OT... Oh, no. That's the, that's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kostya. Please rate Naka's chances of winning the Sauron chess tour. All right. Um, well, Sauron Chess Tour, of course, the, the big Magnus Carlsen Chess Tour, uh, currently ongoing at Chess24. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, definitely a tough call for me. I mean, Naka's like, in my opinion, one of the best online players uh, ever. Um, but uh, so is Magnus. And Magnus yep. specifically does pretty well against um, Naka. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one for him. That said, Magnus hasn't like been perfect either. Like his match with Ding Loren yesterday was like super shaky, and uh, Magnus has off days all the time, and he has lost tons of games to Nakamura before. So um, it's definitely like kind of a toss up for me. Um, I would say I'm gonna put it at forty percent. Good. <laughs> That, that's my face when I'm waiting for my opponent to make a mistake, and I'm like really, really hoping that they're going to make a mistake during a game. Um, I would say Nakamura's chances are more like 1% wow. um, in this. And um, here, here's my thinking. Maybe you know even more details about this event than I do. But, um, but yesterday I was looking at some of the games from the semifinals, and I saw Naka played really well against Dubov, and I read his like comments about his attitude and his approach, and it sounded really good. And um, I thought for Rapid, it was really good. And I mean, he's already so good in that he's making like an adjustment. He was saying that, you know, he's not trying too hard to win just because he has an advantage. Also, if he has an advantage and it goes away, he's recognizing it and not trying to like keep pushing. And he's just trying to not make mistakes. And uh, he thinks trying too hard to win is how he lost against Dubov at Lindor Abbey. Um, and he thinks that, you know, Dubov, who came into this with confidence, did that this time around, that Dubov kind of killed himself. Looking at the games, I also thought that Hikaru's analysis of it was pretty accurate. Um, 
So that was very impressive and promising for me. Mm -hmm. I saw that and I thought, wow, maybe Naka does kind of have a chance, you know, like Carlson hasn't won every single one of these online events, right? Um, you know, he lost to, to Dubov as well at that one um, at the Lindor Abbey and, you know, it looked a little shaky against Dingley Ren. And so I was thinking like, yeah, maybe, maybe this could be like Naka's chance. Maybe it's like 40 to 50% chance for Naka. But then I saw the format for the finals is seven matches or like sets. So basically a set or a match is a best of four games. And if it's tied, it goes to maybe blitz games or something. Uh-huh. But you have to win like two and a half out of four or two, two followed by winning in blitz two and a half out of four to score one set point. Right. And then there are like seven of these and you have to get four. Um, I could see Hikaru winning two. Yeah, no problem. I could see him winning two, but four stretches belief. When I saw that you had to win seven matches in a row against Magnus, I was like, yeah, Magnus set the Magnus to a rule so that nobody would have a chance. Like seven matches, it's over. No, and nobody's touching him over seven matches. Yeah. You can beat him once, you can beat him twice. He gets so mad when you beat him, he gets even better. Like there's no, no hope. That's really interesting. So let's just clarify, just so I get it right. Is I, I had no idea about the, the final. That, that is a pretty weird uh, system. It's seven yeah. individual matches yes. that are scored. And then the match itself is four games. Yes. With Four rapid games, uh, I assume. And yes. then if that's tied, then they go to like games. I think it's break. four blitz games if the four rapids are tied, but it might be two blitz right. games. So some kind of blitz, some kind of Armageddon. Yeah. And then it's whoever wins the most out of these seven matches. So whoever wins like four of these. Yeah. And if someone wins the first four, they don't play the others. So, like, for example, the semifinals were best of five sets, right? And Nakamura won three in a row against Dubov and didn't play the other two. I see. So he would just have to trounce Magnus, like, all day, basically, to win the final. Again and again. Like, and, and also, I think there's, like, a break. It's like you couldn't just catch Magnus on one bad day. I think they play, like, two matches each day or something. Okay, can I change my number now that i know how the the, the system format. works sure 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 because <laughs> yeah. i i think one percent is way too pessimistic um okay. i i would i would put it higher uh but i i totally agree with your point that like that system 100 percent favors magnus because he's capable of losing one of those matches yeah. but once he loses one yeah he's very good at coming back yeah um and it's really hard to just like I haven't seen anyone like dominate Magnus for anything more than like two games. Like sometimes someone gets two good games against them and then that's it. They never beat him for like years. Yeah. <laughs> Their name goes on a list in like lipstick somewhere or something. Yeah. Um, I would put it. I don't want to disrespect. Give me some decimal points for Naka now. Naka do. <laughs> um, no, I would still say he has some chance i think i would say 15 percent. i think he wins one one and a half out of 10 times one to one and a half times out of 10 times they play this format of matches yeah so even one out of 10 times would be like they do this 10 times and one time he wins four matches against carlson over like a three-day period yeah i think he can do that one out of 10 times <laughs> okay. maybe maybe three out of 20 times that's why i'm going 15 percent. yeah all right I'm going to stick with my 1%, even though Foo said that means I would take a 99 to 1 bet. I, I do understand numbers. <laughs> I'm very good friends with them. And uh, I think it's like 1%. Like, 
even if you catch Magnus on a bad day, then you're up two matches, and then he comes back the next day and just beats you, and then the next day beats you, and uh, but I think you, we all see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> are you approaching this from the point of view like, um, well, that like you're just thinking about what's going to happen over these next couple of days, or are you just thinking about like on average, Naka just wins one percent of the time? If we had like you know a hundred timelines splitting tonight, right? Something like that. And I think Magnus wins in like every timeline. <laughs> Maybe there's one timeline where like fair enough. I just want to clarify. Or, he runs out of food or something, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else. The internet goes out in Norway, but right. But realistically, nobody can beat him in this format. Wow. Okay. Fighting words. Yeah. Um, so let's let's put up a poll. So I guess three options. Yeah. We could say around 1%, around 15%, or significantly better than that. Right. The chat is coming up with those 1% one, 1 timelines, you know? Attacked by monkeys, the whole country <laughs> DDoSed, Naka murders him, which is very hard to do when you're playing in an online tournament. Much easier in an OTB tournament. Not that I'm trying to argue against OTB, but you know, it's, it's just numbers. Okay, and then a very controversial... And the difference between 1% and 15 is huge. That's definitely not Kosti and I agreeing. That's more than an order of magnitude. That's 15x, to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> All right, polls up. All right. <laughs> you guys enjoy. I'm not going to watch this one. You're not going to watch it? I'm not going to watch it until the very end. Maybe I'll, I'll catch the end. <laughs> hey, thanks, Austin, watch for the, the horse race all the way. <laughs> Did Austin just vote for you? Uh, no, he cheered some bits. He Much appreciated. By the way, you can also cheer bits to cast extra votes. I don't know how David feels about that. Usually he likes <laughs> democracy. Yes, I'm a huge fan of money buys election. <laughs> Hooray. As Justice Stevens wrote more than 10 years ago at this point, I think, only the members of this Supreme Court could possibly think that what we need is more money in our elections. <laughs> Is that Justice Cat Stevens? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ghost, yeah. Oh man, it's neck and neck. Wow, three horse race. Yeah. I think people just like the option of both senseis are wrong. It's really not there because we're ever both wrong. It's just there because some people will enjoy clicking on that option. Very tempting, yeah. Yeah. As my daughter said, I'm almost never wrong. She's like, it's true, dad's basically never wrong. Uh, I think that's up to you, Serenity. Now, if if you put it at three percent, I would say you're very close to where David is at more than any anyone else. So, but it's up to you. So I, I would think your vote should go to David. Yeah, I would say three percent is barely insane, very close to reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David wins the first the first contestant poll. Very totally close. contested by one vote. <laughs> <laughs> wow, who knows how many of those votes. I went to the third group, could have could have swung it. <laughs> if they weren't busy just trying to poop on both our heads at once. Um, but I, I guess we'll find out. I mean, um, clearly if Naka wins this final, we'll agree that David was wrong. <laughs> like, if he just we'll happens back, to win. We'll go back in retrospect and say that I was wrong and everybody who voted for me along with me. Oops. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I was just going to go, oh no. All right, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> sure. I I guess, I'll try to answer it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see uh, where this goes. Is Kostya tired of Puzzle Rush? All right, David, do you want to go first on this one? I figured I'd have to go first because the odds are you know the correct answer on this one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if somebody thinks you're wrong on this one, it's going to be a little surprising. Um, I have a shocking answer. I think you're not tired of Puzzle Rush. I think you're still down to keep grinding with it. I think you think that it's actually produced some some fruits and that your tactics getting a little bit better. And uh, as long as it bears fruit, you're willing to endure any sort of tedium almost. That's how important getting better at chess is for you. Okay, I mean, I would say that's that's not too far off. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, Jesse asks me about it like every time we stream together. He's like, are you still doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Why, dog? Why? Um, so, well, yeah, I'm definitely not uh, not tired of it. I mean, lately I haven't been grinding that much. The most I've been doing is like maybe 30 minutes to maybe an hour. If I have like a lot of time, I'll do at most an hour these last couple of weeks. When I started out, I was really trying to do like like two hours. Um, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is extremely beneficial to just kind of keep drilling tactics, especially because I do want to work on like my blitz and rapid chess where I think finding quick tactics and mouse speed is kind of important. Um, right. So I'm mainly doing it to kind of strengthen that. I do think it's nice to build up like your fundamental tactical skill. Uh, when I was doing like the woodpecker method a year ago, those tactics definitely were harder, um, but there was enough simple ones in there that I felt like just by doing them a lot, I got a better, just a better grasp of, of certain patterns that I hadn't fully mastered yet. Uh, I mean, David, you have one of the best series on chess.com, I would say, the four exercises to become a tactical genius. I've well, recommended those uh, a lot, uh, even before Chess Dojo. Uh, and so you talk a lot about the importance of like just trying to absorb patterns and learning and as many patterns as you can. Series, the mm -hmm. first half of that series is also available on YouTube, I should mention. Oh, cool, on chess.com's channel? On Deep Pruce's channel, or whatever my channel, my own channel is called. Oh, great, well, that's cool. Maybe we can just put those videos up on, on Chess Dojo as well. I, yeah, I mean, if you want to grab them, sure. Yeah, will do. Um, so, yeah, there's something else. Yeah, but but that that part of, of it is really for players from, like, 0 to 1800, right? That, that, that phase of becoming a tactical, a, a strong tactical player or tactician. Um, you know, a player at your rating, Kosti, I normally would not tell to spend any time on that as far as getting better at chess or anything like that, you know? Oh, I see. No, that's that's fair. Uh, I mean, I think, without a doubt, that's, um, like, a, a fraction of what, yeah, someone at, like, IM level needs to do to, like, really improve. I, yeah, I totally agree that with that. Um, but I also feel like at this point, it's like, there are no tournaments, and so it's very hard to work on the, the deeper stuff. So I, I like working on the, um, so I definitely don't find it uh, tedious. I, I do find it fun and I like setting high scores uh, and I like tracking it. I like tracking the averages and I like hashtag puzzle grind. So I'm gonna keep using that. You like the hashtag, you like everything about it. You like punching in your numbers like 32, 34, 31, 37, 34, 32. Yeah, cause That's then you get too, to right? like, you get to see your, your average later. Yeah. And then yeah. if it goes up, you're like, oh man, 
I was at oh man, I was at twenty nine point seven. Thirty point seven. That's yeah, you cross thirty. That's huge. Uh, no, I mean I think it's a thing like um, progress is one of the best motivators for future progress. Like when it comes to, I think like fitness, they often talk about like, if you feel like you've made a little bit of progress, that's like one of the best things to uh, keep you going. That's true. That's one of the reasons I like to use sort of like smaller incremental goals for students often where yeah. they can, you know, achieve something tangible, I guess for myself too. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, so overall, you're not tired of Puzzle Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I don't let's think we make... need to put up a poll for this one, right? Because no one's going to say you're wrong about yourself. Well, let's make a different poll. Let's um, okay. let's ask the real question. If they think that Puzzle Rush is good for their chest. Yeah, it's like, is Puzzle Rush, how do we say it exactly? Like, good for your chest, the best thing for your chest. Uh, definitely not the best thing, but All right. it's obviously let's, better let's, than nothing. Let's say Puzzle Grind instead of Puzzle Rush. Okay, I got There's it. There's an hour of Puzzle Rush per day a healthy use of a chess player's time <laughs> there we go i'm gonna keep it simple is puzzle rush worth grinding nice good question coast yeah <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um yeah good question um yeah it's definitely fun it's definitely better than like doing nothing for your chest but is it better than let's say doing puzzle survival uh where you're taking your time uh, that's, I think, a very legitimate uh, question. I've done the puzzle survival two or three times. I found it fun. Um, but it takes, like, a long time because I keep getting interrupted. So my puzzle survival, at the end, it'll be, like, three days. And it'll be, like, you spend an average of 37 minutes per puzzle, you know? Because <laughs> I get interrupted for 10 hours at a time by my kids or something. Um, but it's true, just like you were saying, that success can be a great motivator for further, like, work, right, progress being able to measure your progress. Also, like doing something that you have fun while you're doing it will increase the amount of time you're willing to study or practice. So yeah, totally that's, agree. That's helpful as well. All right. Austin Connor says he did Puzzle Rush for 14 days for two hours and felt as if it, it didn't help him. Well, I mean, to each their own. I mean, that like two hours is a lot. And for I mean, so that's a very like, I feel like that's a very valid experience. Anything that helps vision has to be good. Yeah, I think in general, but everyone has limited time. So if someone is like focused on chest improvement, they usually want to be spending their time like as efficiently as they can. But David is right. I think above anything, you should just kind of enjoy what you're doing and, and then you'll you'll get more out of it. All right, we got topics to cruise through. It looks like by a two to one margin approximately, people are rebutting the idea that Puzzle Rush wow. is worth heavy grinding from like a chest training perspective, but you know, a healthy, a healthy percentage saying yes as well. Yeah. I like our voter turnout. We got about 12 votes, you know, a mm -hmm. uh, thousand people watching. 1% <laughs> similar to, uh, similar to, uh, Naka's chances. <laughs> next phase of the Sauron. All right. Chance. Let's just go on to our next More topics. screen here. More topics. Chest Dojo Q3 marketing plan. Oh no, Kostya, Kostya, these are that's oh, a this is our executive meeting with Jesse. Oh, oh shoot. Oh my bad. Skip that, skip oh that. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go to the next one. Uh here we go. Fourth Sensei applications. Oh no. Kostya, it's supposed to be a big rollout when we announce which one we choose. Shoot, this isn't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Should we return $2 to Chess Killer oh, 1990s? No. Coach, just skip all of these. Did you just <laughs> all our slides? I thought, I'm just going in order. This is just... 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay, here we go. Oh, there now we go. Now they're gonna think we're so petty about those two dollars. <sighs> well, he he did ask for it back, but like you know. I know. All right, new poll. No, no, here. <laughs> You're gonna put a poll up whether we should give the guy his two dollars back? Uh, you know, we'll we'll reinvest it. We'll put it into the channel. Uh, okay. Put it back in. Do you have any actual slides in here, Kostya? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> what what should be done about online cheating? Okay. Now the latest Sorry, everybody. case that was embarrassing. And all this that has been going on. Actually, I would say there there is a couple things. Um, number one, uh, everyone's been talking about like Elizabeth Pates, and, and that's been like a whole thing. Uh, we can talk about that, but uh, actually there were some good articles about it. You can you can read and, and figure it out. I, I think everything has been more or less resolved there or not. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And also there's just been a lot of cheating uh, lately in <laughs> kids tournaments, national tournaments. Uh, every like every week on Facebook, I, I hear stories like 48 players were forfeited from like the national elementary so and so. Uh, and so there's been cheating all over the place. So David, where where do you want to start with this? Um, all right, I am gonna bring you a 2700 rated plan, Kostya. All right, here's a 2700 rated plan. If somebody cheats online and they are a kid, they should be banned for six months if they're like 12 and under. So you're in favor of like a short ban. Short ban. If they are like 12 to 18, ban them for two years. So like medium ban? And if they're an adult, ban them for life. They can go find other things to do, like politics, probably where they'd fit in. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's the punishment. Um, I would say at this point, I would agree with uh, probably most of that actually, like ban for life. Like if someone cheats in like a serious event at this point, like it's obviously wrong. Everyone knows it's wrong. It obviously ruins the game. It cheats people, cheats people out of money, ruins the game for everybody. So if you're doing that, despite like the fact that all of these things we agree on, yeah, it's kind of like a life ban. It's kind of deserving. Like, right. I mean, there's no other way, you know, to tarnish the game. They're peeing in everybody's pool, right? We're all in this like swimming pool together, trying to like enjoy chess. And they're just like, you know what? I don't care. Well, no, I mean, it's just like, it's just regular sportsmanship mechanics. If you cheat, no one wants to play with you. That's just how it works. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm on board for that. We we might have to distinguish what kind of cheating. Like usually we're talking about computer cheating, but there's also things like people throwing games in the last round of big events, which is definitely right. thing that happens. Um, for some reason, a lot of professional players don't think that that is cheating. Like you said, everybody knows that like having a computer player moves is cheating. Right, that one's not like, so clear. We all know this, but I think actually the like buying and selling games or like drawing in like five moves, like I think a lot of people don't realize that that's cheating or like don't fully understand it. Like they're fighting it back in their head. Like, no, no, it's okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like I honestly it might even be like a cultural thing. I think in like in the US that's definitely looked at as like just fixing games and just cheating. But I think, yeah, in other places, it's like, oh, no, that's just how GMs do business. <laughs> like, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I grew up in the U.S., so for me, that's kind of like, yeah, that's that's cheating everyone else in the tournament. Um, draws, of course, are much, uh, yeah, much different than, than buying games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the other question yeah, yeah. is um, what can be done in terms of measures? Like, how do we 
how do we try to count because it seems like people are still doing it right i think i think i think you know banning people isn't the only thing you need to do like it's like with things like i don't know public health issues there's also like an education component where we should be like educating but i think that you know there's a problem which isn't going to go away just with like education so i think we do also need the bans and i think also like an idea that i had suggested at, at chess.com a million years ago well 10 years ago was that for like a lot of these events you should like make sure to verify identities for the event so that you actually could like ban somebody right so if it's a money tournament if it's a rated tournament if it's a you know a tournament of any more importance you want to do something to verify the identity of the players it could be as simple as having them pay like a five cent entry fee on like a credit card and then the credit card is sort of like a, a way of marking an identity uh no actually i was just going to bring up exactly that point i think you're absolutely right uh if you attach someone's real name to their account for any kind of official event then i, I think that's a huge barrier to cheating because now you're not anonymous mm -hmm. now for some players yeah they're still going to cheat anyway but for a lot of players i don't know they're an accountant they have families they don't want to just get like publicly outed as a cheater that definitely might deter them um so i think that's a good point um charlie drummer agrees uh cash tournament should be a lifetime ban for an adult now with kids actually i would i would do the little ban but i would also keep it private um yeah and i yeah. think that's consistent with actually how the american criminal justice system such <laughs> as it is handles minors is it tries them differently than adults and it'll protect their identity i think often even if they've done something wrong right like if a 10 year old shoplifts a stick of bubble gum it's not like you're just like, oh, yeah, take the bubble gum. We don't care. You can do it. You know, there aren't any rules. There, there might be some kind of an infraction, but we're not going to, like, write newspaper stories with the name and picture of the kid who stole the bubble gum. Right. So, yeah. And you're not going to put them in jail with adults. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. You're not even going to put them on, like, the wall of shame unless they really, like, right. trash your store or something. <laughs> yeah. So I think the shaming element is definitely also for, like, adults or you know players past a certain age and i have this horrible thought posted that like a lot of the times when kids under 12 when that group and it should it should be kept in mind when assigning blame or punishments this stuff i think a lot of the kids who are like in the 12 and under group when they're cheating it's like with their parents mm -hmm. like i don't think an eight-year-old like figures out how to do it and like comes up with it and does it all on their own and their parents never walk into the room while they're playing a tournament all weekend you know i really think it's like it's coming from the parent at that age so that's a theory uh no i it's probably both i mean i'm sure there are tons of parents who just don't know what stockfish looks like and they wouldn't even realize anything is unusual about like a chessboard in front of them uh i think kids are are pretty smart i think they the problem is it's that like the engines now are just so accessible you can go to chess.com get an an analysis board get an engine you can go to lee chess and get an engine very quickly Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there are other sites where you can just put a position in and get an engine. It seems and most people disagree with me. People like you, they're saying kids can can figure out how to drive this themselves at a young age. Yeah, I think the thing is that kids just don't don't realize that what they're doing is like morally wrong a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. it, it's like they're just like they just don't make the connection. It's just it's just the right. brain doesn't fully grasp the like, the severity. Oh, be a cool thing to do. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times it's like they're just curious just like oh can i really win if i input the engine moves like am i really gonna like crush this guy and then like it works and like oh my god also <laughs> they're happy and yeah, it's like slippery slope um this new twitch thing is interesting where you can see who you're replying to yeah 
Uh, and I wonder if that comes up more obviously to the person you're replying to so that you don't have to type at in their name or something. I guess it's supposed to replace that. Yeah. Kind of kind of helps conversation. It. I don't know. I might right, hate so it. What should be done about online cheating, fans, and ID verifications? Yeah, one thing I also really like is the way um, US Chess Hub runs their tournaments where, because uh, they do serious events, they'll do events with, with cash prizes and with like GMs and lots of title players playing. Um, so they have every player on the same uh, Zoom call and you have to play on camera, on webcam, you have to have your mic on so that they can hear if there's anyone like in the room telling you moves. Uh, and you, for some of their events, you actually have to have your video showing your playing area. So you show yourself and your screen. So not just like screen sharing, because you can't, not everyone can screen share in Zoom, but actually like a video of what's going on like directly in front of you. So if you have one monitor or two monitors, whatever it is, they need to be able to see and, and hear everything. Uh, so people can still uh, cheat. Apparently some kid at Nationals had like an iPad in his lap and was just like <laughs> looking down in between moves and, and he got caught. Um, they just like asked him like, uh, can you show us what's in your lap, please? And he was like, uh, no. <laughs> They're like, okay, <laughs> booted. Uh, and and so I think that that can deter people as well. I think that's a really good system because, okay, people can still cheat, but then they're gonna have to just like work harder uh, and harder. Yeah. All right, Kosti, it feels like we ended up agreeing on this one too. Yeah, on most part. Uh, that must I mean, be thanks to my prep. I got my plan from Sam Shanklin. That's why it was a 2700 plan. <laughs> uh, I mean, Let's see, we agree on uh, the punishment. Yeah, for kids, it should be much less. For adults, it should be pretty harsh. Um, I mean, how about a question? Like, as a player, how much should you worry about whether your opponent is cheating? I mean, me personally, I chose never to care about it. I'm healthier and happier that way. It's like when they say that forgiving is about you and not the person you're forgiving. They're like, forgiving is going to make you feel better. It's not about making them feel better. So, hmm. We haven't specifically discussed Pates, no. But I did, you know, read her statement in preparation for this topic. I, I prepped for this, Kostya. Nice. I, um, I, yeah. I prepare for everything I do. Well, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about Pates. So, if you haven't heard, so yeah, her account on Lee Chess was closed for basically cheating, um, and and then she released a statement saying that it was one of her like social media assistants that kind of hijacked her account and uh and like cheated with it uh apparently also wrote like some some racist messages to some other player um and yeah as far as i saw there was this nice article by i forgot the name david you're gonna have to help me a uh, perlin von bodensee thank you thank you runs this site blogger nice <laughs> uh really nice guy i think his site is called like chess tech news or something like that um i try to quickly Maybe someone can help me out in the chat and look it up. Um, he wrote an article kind of fact-checking all of the uh, Elizabeth Pate stuff. And uh, according to him, uh, you know, it kind of checks out like she's not really in the wrong. Um, I mean, I feel like she didn't really do anything wrong if it sounds like someone like stole her password and and then logged into her account. And like, like, I can't imagine she told her assistant like, hey, you need to go cheat in this tournament for me. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Oops, got the wrong link. Somehow my copy-paste didn't work. Sorry, there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know her personally. So you can't, you can't be sure that somebody you know would never cheat, I think. 
I don't think you can be like 100% sure. Like, I think that kind of thing does surprise people sometimes when it comes out that like a friend of theirs cheated or a friend of theirs, you know, committed some kind of infraction. Mm -hmm. But I would be really shocked if she'd sent like a racist message. Like, like oh, that, like that would be like more surprising to me than Hikaru beating Sauron <laughs> four matches over the next three days. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't like there be like she's not racist. She's or not not especially racist. You know, I, I think everybody pretty much is a little bit racist. But let's not get into that. <laughs> anyway, she's basically not like an explicit racist. She's not an overt racist. She doesn't really have any hate in her. She doesn't gain anything by like raging yeah, on no, people. She, I've never known her to rage on anybody. Seems like an incredibly nice person. Reason. Yeah. yeah. There's, so. Like I, I, I really just can't see it happening. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Uh, I don't want to speak to Elizabeth at all because I just, I just don't know her. I just yeah. think um, online chess can tilt anyone into <laughs> into, <laughs> into insanity. Twilight zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, I, I, I seriously doubt. Um, that that it was her so i i buy her story yeah um okay i've never said anything mean to an opponent online after a game never no did you ever ever say anything snide maybe like to somebody who was really mean but i didn't like initiate like raging because i'd lost you know like oh yeah yeah, yeah. of course no no I mean, but, people, but a lot of times really dumb things to me and i might say something like oh wow that seems really <laughs> accurate after they say something you know completely <laughs> stupid <laughs> that's funny yeah well that's part of it you know people can always try to provoke you and then you still have to keep your keep your cool right i've laughed internally when people said ridiculous things when they called me computer cheaters stuff like that made me mm -hmm. feel good um sizzle asks if your account was hacked why not immediately let someone know well how do we know elizabeth didn't do that i mean it sounds like she handled a lot of stuff um just kind of like privately once she found out that her account was closed she just tried to figure out like what happened because you don't it's not really easy to know that someone like logged in on your leeches account right let's not like it doesn't send you an alert that somebody's logged in yeah um you know on a different device or something like that i think the first info she got was when leeches caught it from what i read it sounded like leeches found it first and contacted her like what's going on with your account and then she had to look into it so right uh, I also don't even think it's her only Leeches account. Okay. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure, I remember seeing it, like, she was playing on other accounts, like, on her stream and stuff. So, yeah. Um, All right, we got maybe eight minutes left. Well, you've got eight minutes left of me, because I've got Beat the Squirrel in eight minutes. Um, you can keep chatting with everybody else after if you want to, but one more topic? Yeah, let's do one more. And if you are on Tilt, do you learn less from the games you are playing? Mm. Well, my first instinct on this is yes, hard yes. Because mm -hmm. when you're on tilt, your ego gets involved and you just get this feeling like, oh, I gotta win my game, I gotta win. You start playing quickly, you just wanna like, you're just chasing that dragon, like trying to crush your opponents and, and get those like rating points. Very much just like pulling a slot machine like over and over again. So yeah, I think you're gonna be, uh, much less conducive to uh, to learning something from the games when you're tilted. Yeah. Um, normally, when I play chess, like I reflect a little bit on my games after I play them. Um, it's natural for me anytime I play a game to pause and like reflect on something that happened during the game. If that pause like 
starts disappearing it's just like next one you know whether it's for like honestly that could also be for like enthusiastic like winning it could be the same thing right like you're like yes more more you know um when that reflection disappears then i'm probably not learning much about chess anymore um because non-reflective chess like i've already played enough chess that just randomly seeing pieces move around is not doing that much for me anymore i don't think i mean maybe a little bit but I need a little bit of like reflection to, to keep improving for me, for sure. Um, and I think the only thing that I'm learning if I'm on tilt, if for argument's sake, I've ever been on tilt, but the only thing I'd be learning is like how to get out of being on tilt. I think that would be the only skill I'd be like working on or learning about is like, what do you do when you're already just mad at yourself and locked into some kind of weird altered state? How do you regain control? Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's a video I've actually been I've been wanting to make this for a while. I really need to get on it for Chess Dojo. Just how to deal with uh, with chess tilt. Um, is that I think I think it is important, especially if you're if you can't just stop playing. Like if you're not if you're playing a tournament and you're tilted, like when you're playing casually and you get tilted, the easiest thing is to just take a quick break and come back when you're ready to enjoy chess genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in a tournament and you tilt, you can't just leave. You have to like you have to play your games, and so you do need something to kind of like. First, you need to recognize, like, be aware of your your tilt, so you can kind of act against it. Because I think it's like unquestionable. Like you just play worse when you're tilted. You're gonna like play very risky. You might win a random game because you like went for a crazy attack and your opponent hung their queen. But overall, you're probably just gonna play worse. Uh, and so you do need something to kind of calm you down. Probably mindfulness is the answer. I mean, mindfulness is like the answer to like everything these days, but <laughs> I think for good reason. So you're saying we could just sort of like, we could just on on stream, just stop playing Blitz games for a moment and meditate. I mean, I that's what I rely on uh, when I need to calm myself down during a game, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one of my best tournaments, I was actually, I was going through a really rough time personally, but I still had to play because it was a closed tournament. I couldn't back out. And then during the game, my mind would wander. I would start thinking about depressing stuff. And then I would be like, no, no, back to chess, like, and like, and we're present, and we're present, right? And just kind of like bringing myself back to like, just trying to think about the position. And I did great, I played the best chess of my life. Uh, I mean, I like, I didn't blunder like the whole tournament. Like I didn't make any like, like I didn't hang anything basically. That's, that's a pretty great week. A it was, week where you don't <laughs> hang anything while playing in a tournament. It was awesome. Yeah, I made some good moves too. Um, but but then specifically during the game also when you're in time trouble I think it really helps to just like take like deep breaths especially if you have enough time to think a little bit like sometimes people have two minutes and they start panicking because that's not a lot of time but you still have time to actually process things in the position and so if you're just going like crazy then you won't be able to calculate and you just immediately start blundering if you're able to just kind of like slowly breathe you can still calculate some things and recognize some things and, and play reasonable moves, get some time with the increment and like actually continue uh, playing a reasonable game. Okay. So my so for my friend who sometimes goes on tilt, I should tell him to work on his breathing. I'd say breathing's really helpful. But yeah, he has to recognize that he's tilted. That's really the it's the crucial first step. Yeah. Well he asked me to ask you for help, so I think he knows. Oh, did he? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, right. Uh, then, yeah. Uh, try to breathe more. Be patient. Try to explore where that the feeling of frustration is coming from. You know, it's because you feel like you've been working a lot and you're 
you're not progressing, well, maybe what you're working on isn't necessarily going to be good for your blitz, right? Maybe blitz isn't the best measure of, of what you're what you're doing. Hey, Gorish44, thanks for the prime sub. Um, are you frustrated because you feel like you should be like at a higher rating? You know, you should be beating these opponents. Then maybe it's time to like study something new, study something you haven't looked at before. If you feel like you know you really should be at a at a higher rating than you currently are. Great, excellent. Thanks, Kosia. Let's ask Chat if your advice is good or bad. That'll be our <laughs> poll for this topic. All right, kind of a, a easy question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do we can do some kind of. Um, is there any? Is there any? I don't know. I think people mostly agree on tilt that it's bad. I don't see a lot of people saying like. Tilt is good. Oh, there was that one gamer. I know you got to go in a sec, David, um, but I can just keep talking. There was that one gamer, I think it was Ninja, who was like, if you don't get tilted after you lose, like you don't care about the game. That's That was kind of the gist of what he was saying. Okay. Uh, which had some merit. I think it was a little like a little exaggerated, but um, yeah, maybe that could be the question for you guys. If you don't tilt, do you really care? All right, everybody, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy Costa's wisdom. I am off to face a horde of chess kids. <laughs> I will quickly change into the playful squirrel and I'll see you back on this channel in uh, four hours, a little bit less than four hours, hopefully, for, um, for the uh, Shanklin Xiong match. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Thanks, David. This was a really fun show. I hope we continue this weekly. Can bring Jesse in. Could do three senseis. Or yeah. it could be any two of us. It can be you and Jesse. Uh, I think we can just like mix and match. And hopefully right. you guys enjoy the show. <laughs> Take care, David. Have a good one.